Okay, so what are the signs of an abusive relationship? Where do you think I got that question from regarding the readings today? Actually, I kind of imposed it in. It's been a topic of our center this past week. We've been just kind of throwing around the idea. And actually, the gospel is what really fits into some of the aspects that go into an abusive relationship. And one thing I want you to do, try not to make the same mistake I made and immediately put yourself in the abused category. Because one thing I found when I was studying this is that every single human being in every system can become an abuser just as much as, they can as, as the abused. So we shouldn't be so quick to always put ourselves in the victim mentality here. But I really found there's two primary character, characteristics that go into an abusive relationship. That's loss of freedom and living in fear. The actual definition in the dictionary says, it's in a pattern of abusive and coercive behaviors used to maintain power and control over another. All right, so for the victimizer, for the perpetrator, it's always characterized by manipulative behavior for the sake of having control over the other person. And for the victim of that, it's usually characterized by less control of their life, so lack of freedom, and living in fear. By that definition, every parent is an abuser and every child is the abused. We'll talk about why that's not the case. But this can really happen in any relationship. It's just a matter of where I'm living in fear and my freedom is being restricted. If you just, but the problem is what's so difficult is that most people, they say this is the biggest problem, is most people when they're inside of a relationship that's toxic, that it's abusive, they won't believe people that are outside. That's why you need to trust other people when they tell you warning signs because we we're really good at human beings on justifying the bad decisions that we're making when we're inside of it. Harriet Tubman, there's a quote that's often given to her, whether it's true or not. She said, I freed a thousand slaves. I could have freed a thousand more had they realized that they were slaves. And that's why manipulators oftentimes will try to convince their, their victims that they're doing it for their good. I'm, I have you on my plantation to help you out. I'm trying to give you a good life. Why don't you see that? So this doesn't just happen in romantic relationships. This can happen in many different kinds. But romantic relationships, for one, one example, I knew a girl once. She used to be like the life of the party type of girl. Very beautiful, very fun, kind. She had a wide group of friends. She started dating an older man who was outside of her friend group. And little by little, she stopped hanging around with her friends so much, which is normal when you get in a relationship. But little by little, she stopped talking to them almost altogether. She stopped talking to her family. She oftentimes looked disheveled and very shaky. She just lost communication. What they found out was that her boyfriend was starting to give her a narrative of her life that your friends are trying to break us apart, right? I wanna protect our relationship. Therefore, don't hang around with them. Same thing with your parents. They don't believe in us. It's just you and me, baby. It's just all we need. And little by little, he was the only voice that she would listen to. And it was his voice that dictated their relationship. And that's what got her stuck in that cycle of an abusive relationship. Elvis also knew something about abusive relationships, except on the masculine side, because men will often use physical power to abuse a woman, but women will use emotional tactics in order to keep a man constricted. Anyone know the song, Suspicious Minds? Elvis, right? 
We can't go on together with suspicious minds and we can't build our dreams on suspicious minds. So emotional abuse can happen on a woman's side when she's constantly mate guarding the man and keeping him from really going out and also living his life in freedom. It's really characterized basically by fear. This can happen in relationships with parents. Parents who refuse to allow their children to grow up. I knew a, a woman whose husband left and she used to give her child uh, placebos, make him think that he was sick often and that if he ever went outside, it was too dangerous. He had to stay inside. Well, it's because she'd experienced that loss of her husband. And so she was overprotecting her child. I also talked to a man who he always wanted to be a priest. He knew since he was in elementary school, he was called to be a priest. But his parents threatened not only to like cut off money, but they would disown him from the family if he ever followed that call. And so because of that, he ended up denying it and, you know, got married, went on with his life. But he came to me saying, there's, there's still a part of me. I always knew that I was meant for a different vocation. So parenting is really important because parents are supposed to constrict your freedom when you're younger. That's why they're there. It's like a plant. A plant needs to be protected in order to grow healthy, right? But you don't keep a plant in a greenhouse forever. It needs to learn how to adapt to new environments. So the goal of parenting is when the child is getting older, you give them more and more freedom to become who they are so that they can go into the world and survive in the midst of the danger. You don't overprotect them once they're adults. Abusive relationships can happen with governments. And that's actually the norm of human history. We have something unique. We have had something unique in America. Governments will always try to take more and more freedom from their subjects for the sake of what? Control and power, right? Our founding fathers understood that very well. That's the whole reason they came to America in the first place. That's why Benjamin Franklin once said, any society that will give up a little liberty to gain a little security will deserve neither and will lose both. Just like an abusive boyfriend who convinces his girl that he's doing it for her good, governments over and over again will strip their subjects of their freedom, trying to say, but we're doing it for your protection. The problem is we weren't made for security. We were made for freedom. And if you ever have the choice between the two, history shows us you never sacrifice security to get freedom. Never sacrifice freedom to get security. Aha, you're paying attention. The PC cancer culture. Political correct cancer culture showing signs in our media of abusive boyfriends. They bully and vilify and cancel and call hate speech any opinion that doesn't conform to the popular narrative of our times. When you lose your ability to speak, to even express your opinion, that's slavery. There's nothing more important for us as human beings than to be able to speak our opinions, even when we're wrong. Because it's only when you're able to speak your opinion out loud can other people tell you how stupid you are. And then you can change the way you think. It's really effective, it's good. But if I can't say what I think out loud, you guys are lucky, you don't have to do it in front of a couple hundred people every single day, all right? 
A lot of people think I'm stupid, but I'm also getting smarter every time I get that corrected. You have to be able to speak what you think because that's the only way you can get other opinions and then you can, you can wrestle with that and come to truth. That's why Voltaire, he was a famous atheist, uh, Middle Ages, but he said, I may not agree with your opinion, but I'm willing to die for your right to be able to express it. Abusive persons will always tell us they're protecting us for our good. You can keep your security. I'll keep my voice. You got to choose not to play by the rules that they give you. And we see this played out also in the gospel. It can happen, which is a great warning that even an abusive relationship can take place within our own faith. When we become ruled more by fear of God than by our love of God. If I find myself using my religion as a reason to escape and hide from the world more and more than to enter into it in freedom. What does Christ tell us? You did not receive a spirit of slavery and fear, but a spirit of sonship and freedom that enables you to call out to God as Abba, your father. Fear always makes us slaves. The spirit of God always offers us the potential of freedom. And that's the goal of faith. And that's what happened to the rich young man. So this young man, he, required, he fulfilled all the requirements of the law, but he was still enslaved by the law. The law was meant to help him to grow. And we all need to begin with a complete adherence to the law, just as we need parents who will give us strict guidelines that we have to follow up on. But the law is not an end in itself. St. Paul called it a custodian. It was there just at the beginning to help us to grow into the freedom of Jesus Christ when he would come along. And that's what Jesus Christ was inviting this young man into. To step beyond the conformity of just having the law to protect himself and into relationship with him. I have a spiritual director. His one job over and over again that he's been doing for like 10 years with me is telling me when I'm acting out of the wrong voice, when I'm just acting out of fear. And that's why I have to continually bring to him whatever I'm thinking, whatever I'm doing. And most of the time, he's saying that doesn't sound like the voice of the Father. That sounds like a voice of fear. Like, really ask yourself, like, start thinking about that. How often am I making decisions, even in my faith, out of fear, rather than out of love and relationship with the Lord? So it says that he was there hidden behind the law, safe life, and Christ looking at him, loved him and said to him, follow me. So Christ always calls us beyond our comfort zone into relationship out of love. The devil speaks to us through fear. Every abusive relationship is spoken out of fear. God speaks to us out of love and he calls us forth into freedom in love the difficult though thing that we have to understand about ourselves is we would rather be enslaved than be free why do you think that is comfort 
There's a certain comfort in just obeying whatever this other person I seem is more powerful than me telling me what to do. There's a vulnerability that comes with the freedom of Jesus Christ. There's a vulnerability that comes with stepping outside your parents' protection, protective cell, a nest that you grew up in. There's a vulnerability that goes beyond just doing all the right things and actually living according to your conscience. There's a vulnerability that comes with being able to say no to the government when they're asking you to do things that violate your conscience. That's why most people will not do it. And that's why that girl stayed in that abusive relationship with that boyfriend, because he became the only voice narrating her reality. And in that voice was a certain kind of comfort. Last thing I want to talk about is there's one, I thought this was really fascinating. There's one characteristic that goes with every perpetrator in an abusive relationship. One common characteristic. They do not know their father. Perpetrators of an abusive relationship do not have a healthy, loving relationship with a father. And it makes complete sense because when we do not have that, then we ourselves act out of fear. So in relationships, men who are more abusive to women never learn love of their own father. So oftentimes out of fear of losing that woman, right, that is now the most important relationship in their life, they'll use whatever means they can to keep her in place. And women who didn't have a good father in their life can do the same thing to the man on an emotional level out of fear of losing that masculine figure that she didn't have when she was younger. Governments. Governments become tyrannical when they become atheists 100% of the time. And atheistic, tyrannical governments are the deadliest governments we've ever seen in the history of the world. More casualties in the 20th century than all the other centuries combined on what atheistic governments will do to their people because they don't recognize God as their father, whose commandments they're meant to protect, not treat as suggestions that we can change or vote on. Commandments of God are not up for negotiation by human beings or by governments. But because they don't see anyone above them, when a government doesn't recognize God as their father, they become their own God. And then they decide for us what is right and what is wrong. And then they impose that on everybody and silence anyone who would say contrary to it. Atheistic governments always become tyrannical, abusive boyfriends. And it's just a matter of time. As little by little, we trade liberty for security. And Catholicism can happen to all of us. When we become, when we do not know the love of the Father, we become easily susceptible to tyrannical rulers and our own scrupulosity. We become obsessed with our own sinful follies. Christ accused the Pharisees of being obsessed with the law. And what was the reason he said that they were obsessed with the law? Because you do not know my Father. It was because they didn't know the Father that they looked at the law for their salvation. So how do we keep from living in an abusive relationship or becoming abusers ourselves? On our own, we have to understand it's impossible. 
It's just the way of the world. That's why Christ said, for human beings, it is impossible, but not for God. All things are possible for God. Christ came to show us the love of the Father and call us into the freedom of that relationship in love. And that's why only the Son can truly set us free. It's the wrong kind of love that ends up enslaving us in abusive relationships. Therefore, it's the right kind of love that actually has the hope to set us free in the end. And when we know that love of God, when that relationship with the Father is the relationship that defines my life, no human being, no government, no PC culture, and no tyrannical religious person can ever have control over any of you. For we know the Son who is coming to us now on this altar. And through him and with him and in him, we can all pray the words that Christ himself came to teach us. Our Father. And that's the kind of love that truly sets us free.